Ladies and gentlemen, this is the introduction to the Monster Baby Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Lisa Rowland, and that is Ted Demezone that you just heard. <laughs> that over there. That over the there. <laughs> that guy is Ted. This lady is Lisa, and we are your hosts for this curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. I'm so curious. It's a really curious romp. It is. It is. It's curious if, and kind. If this is your first episode with us, welcome. Yeah, we're so happy you, you decided to tune in. We take a look at a lot of different topics, c- kind of through the lenses of mindfulness and improvisation, and then things go where they go, um, and a lot about how, how to apply those things to life. And today's episode is about harmony. Harmony. And was, in, was kind of inspired by musical and vocal harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, both Ted and I are singers, and we both really love singing in harmony with other people. Which, to define it, means singing something different, but uh, but agreeable, but complementary with with somebody else. So you're singing on two different notes, but they go together really nicely. Um, this is harmony. We both love doing that, and uh, there's like kind of a lot of different parallels to to vocal harmony through the worlds of mindfulness and improv. So mm-hmm. we take a look at some of those things, and we hope that we're practicing what we preach. Yeah, that there's a kind of harmonic. Resonance, as or always, convergence in our podcast. We always hope that we're practicing what we preach. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you like it, and uh, we'll get out of your way and let you listen now. <laughs> hey, don't let us get in your way. No. You just run us right it's over. It's not. We're not the point. Later, no. later, us is the point. Yeah, I do. We did welcome new listeners. I also want to say specifically to those folks who've been listening with us all along, thank you. Sight to your back. It's just. I hope that you are eager to. Come back with us as we are eager to get with you. <laughs> that was get with you, everybody. Get with you. Uh, so here we are. Here you are. <laughs> Let's get into this thing about harmony. All right. Take it away. start with a warm-up or we can just start. What do you feel like? I kind of like the idea of a warm-up. I thought that might be the case. I feel the same way. And I'm not exactly sure what it would be. Three things. Ooh, yeah. Special variety. Or convergence. Oh, we've already done convergence. We have. We've done three things as well. We could do convergence. Can we combine them? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So three things and convergence. Um, Three ways that you could combine the games, three things, and convergence. Uh, you have to say the same three things at the same time. Um, you have to come up, you're converging upon a category that then one of you has to answer th- uh, of three things that fit inside that category. Yes. Um, it's, you're, you don't combine them. Three, three things. things. Uh, three reasons not to combine them. Because each is a game in its own right, and there's a purity and a goodness in integrity. Because it's really confusing for listeners to figure out what the heck is going on. Because one is coming from within, and one is coming from without. Mm, Wow. (laughs) Great. Three Three things, things, yeah. Uh, Three names for a game that would combine the two games. Three virgins, con con uh, trivergence, um, mix em ups. 
Three, three things. things. Three other games that could be called mix-em-ups. How would you play them? Uh, taking somebody's name and the letters in their name and making an anagram. Taking an idea that's fundamental to our understanding of the universe and explaining why it's not true. Right, <laughs> Going from your deepest held belief and saying that you declaring and defending the opposite point of view. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, great. Three, Three things. things. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, three nice things to wear for an evening dinner. A gown, mm. perfume, pearls. Three, Three things. things. Three nice things that you would wear for a nice evening dinner. Uh, Other than a gown and pearls and perfume. Right. Definitely not the perfume. Uh, a, a brooch? Is that a word? I, I say it brooch, but I think it's spelled brooch. <laughs> B-R-O-O-C-H. Let's not broach that subject. O-O-C-H. Uh, brooch. Okay. Pooch. Brooch. Uh, that's one thing would be the brooch. Mm-hmm. Cufflinks. Mm-hmm. And a tie that could be removed for dramatic effect at some point <laughs> in the evening. <laughs> Great. <laughs> three Very things. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> three drinks that would make a holiday celebration just right. Oh, mulled wine and mm-hmm. spiced cider that yes. is warm with like a little bit of bourbon in it. <laughs> um, a hot toddy of like... Lemon and ginger and um, uh, whiskey. That sounds great. Three things. Three things. What, what, before we give me, you give me a category, what is a hot toddy? A hot toddy is like a hot alcoholic drink. Okay, so just lemon, ginger. Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. They might put sugar in it. Okay, just got back from Denmark. I did. Yes. I said that like Yoda. Mm, just got <laughs> back from Denmark. I did. Yes. <laughs> they have a drink called glue. Oh, glug. Glug. Yeah. And and it was very curious. Smelling smelled a bit medicinal to me. Mm-hmm. I don't drink alcohol, so I didn't partake. I've, I've heard of it. Okay. Do you, you know what it was? <laughs> it was kind of what you just described, a yeah. warm, alcoholic. Makes sense in Denmark. It gets sure. dark at 4 p.m. They do, and they do Christmas right. Yeah. Okay, give me one more category. Uh, three other articles of clothing that could be removed at some point in the evening for dramatic effect. Oh, <laughs> wow. The edible underwear. Oh, God. <laughs> Although, okay, great. who's removing? I don't know. Uh, Not part of the question. Don't have to answer. A belt and um, a blindfold. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah, because why are you wearing it? Right, that could also be put on for dramatic effect. Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of goes both ways. That's right. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps on So giving. I think that's a good warm-up. All right. Let's talk. Let's, Let's get down to brass tacks. Oh, my gosh. This is serious business. We're going to talk about harmony. We're going to talk about harmony. We're going to talk about harmony. harmony. I don't know if that works. Anyway, um, we're going to talk about harmony. I think harmony is a super interesting topic. Oh, oh, I do too. Um, yeah. Before we get into it, though, I just want to acknowledge. Sure. We don't know what we're going to talk. We don't know what we're going to say. No, but that, that's the way it is. That's kind of how we are. I know. You've changed I me. I know, Ted. This is like a, we're on a wild adventure, aren't we? Yeah. We have not written notes for this. I will say, in, in classic style, we took a moment, as I sat here waiting to start, and Ted jotted down some notes of things he would like to say or think about. And Ted's notes jotted down today are resolutely undetailed. They are minimal. They are, I can see them. I've They're got minimal. three notes that are a total of six words. Great. 
<laughs> I like it. I, I think that we know how to have conversations. We okay. don't need notes for conversations. No. So we're, we're doing harmony today. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that I suggested harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you what inspired me. Great. Let's start there. Sure. Which is that I, I, there was at some point where I was singing and I was just reflecting on how good, like deeply good it feels to sing in harmony with other people. Yes. And it feels like, like when I start to be like, why does that feel so good? Like, why does that give, give me such joy? And it feels like it's got to be something like deep, deep, deeply human somehow mm. that in the same way that like music affects us. And so that when we, when we can create music with other human beings, it's just like, it's somehow fundamentally or essentially pleasing. Yes. Maybe. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't understand what's fundamental about music, but it feels like it, it's kind of a universal language sort of thing. And, and the thing that I realized is that in some ways, non-musically, this is the state that I love to get into with other improvisers, is feeling like we are both parts of something that is bigger than either one of our individual parts. Right. And it's creating something, and we're working in concert together, and it's not it's not harmonic concert, but it's but it's you know Literally. narrative concert or yeah. yeah exactly like we we we're, we come together, and there's this manifestation of really tight collaboration, mm -hmm. and I think harmony is a manifestation of really tight collaboration that also has this kind of this output that is pleasing. Yeah, and improv when it's really really great is this narrative or humorous or whatever manifestation of really tight collaboration that is deeply, that's deeply pleasing. Deeply satisfying. And so it feels like, and I, I when, when I tumbled to that, I was like, maybe this is what I'm here for. Like maybe here my on the mission, planet? yeah, like okay. maybe my mission statement has something to do with like embodied harmony, kind of like find ways to work with others and also to enable others to work with the people around them in a way that is like feels so good you're moving in the right in the same direction yes. and you're flowing and you're doing it easily and well and productively I, it's it's great to hear you say what inspired you for this topic because my reaction when you said it was yeah absolutely and it was much the same thing mm -hmm. that experience of singing in harmony with other people is unlike any other experience that I have in my life of uh, feeling in my bones the truth of what harmony means in a symbolic sense. Mm -hmm. Like I'm feeling it physically, and it's just it a feels kind of so, wow, It feels like magic. Unbelievably good. Yeah. And it, it is one of my favorite feelings in life. I don't get it nearly often enough. I don't seek it nearly often enough, and yet... You know, every now and then, you and I will sing together, and like, ah, sweet, there it is. Mm -hmm. uh, or when I sang with Talisman a cappella, and we had our reunion concert, just 100 people, and I'm contributing my piece, and like you said, it's part of this larger thing, and that makes together, it amazing. unbelievable. Yeah, and it, it, that really does strike the same, like when I leave a show that is stellar, and, and it's rare to have that experience of, oh my God, that was, that was great. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's... That's rare to walk off the stage and know that you've just done a great show, I think. In my experience, it is. But when I do, it, it's that same feeling of like, whoa. Like I feel kind of breathless and, and awed. There's a, there's a quality of musical harmony that is immediate 
and it doesn't need anything else. It yeah. can be unadorned, just joy. Yes, and yes, yes. I got a great hit of this when I came out here to San Francisco. Was it three years ago when you were singing with Lombard Street Experiment? Mm -hmm. So Lisa was in a, dear listeners, I'll explain to you. Lisa was in a group <laughs> called Lombard Street Experiment, and they uh, were a cave match team. So they performed on Sunday nights at, at Bats. Bats Improv and, and competed. And they kept winning and kept winning because they were so delightful to watch. But their, uh, their format was that they were doing stories from, uh, they were set in San Francisco. Improvised musicals. Improvised musicals that set were set. Set in San Francisco, San Francisco in the late 60s. In the late 60s. And so period. the players that were in that group, your voices were so wonderful together. And that was a group of singers. Oh my gosh, it the first a, time I heard amazing. you guys, it was, you know, you came up, you started the show by establishing a song that had a really simple chorus, and you guys could come in and harmonize and find counterpoints and people singing above and people holding the bottom. As an audience member, I just was like, yes, <laughs> this is what I like. And it didn't even matter whether you were going to do a story or not, because I knew every, you were going to get five of those experiences of harmony during the show. Yeah. And hell yes, I was going to vote for you because I wanted to see it again. Yeah, yeah. And I think everybody in the audience had that. And of course, there were some of the shows that you did that were great stories and delightful characters. And just the combination then became this kind of, <laughs> uh, not literally, but kind of orgasmic. Mm -hmm. It was just like, this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, just leave the theater joyous and I, I want to go hang out with these people and and yeah so the, the, there's something about the musical harmony yeah. that has a power that's not symbolic right and and I'm fascinated by that truth yeah like something about us as animals or physical I, beings moving in the universe these harmony these uh, vibrations hit our ears and we can make them and they they the resonate. Right. It's like a mathematical right. reason to this. I think truth. There, there is. There is like there's math behind it, right? Yeah. I wonder if I mean there must be people because also when I hear when I make that kind of harmony, it's like so exciting. Mm -hmm. When I hear it, I can be just like uh, melted. Yes. But there must be people who don't who are like meh. I think so. <laughs> you know, who I think don't that's care. true. So maybe I say that it's deeply human. Maybe it's just really deeply me. You know, it's like not everybody loves it as much as I do. It doesn't doesn't right. strike the same chord with everybody as it does with me. So to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's true. I think some people probably wouldn't care. Um, and yet... But like they see some like amazing feat of sport, sporting, sportsing. <laughs> sports. And they're like, it's heavenly. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Well, yeah, like, okay, so you, right. So if we now move harmony out of the realm of the physical sound, like I'm thinking of watching a soccer team. Yeah. Before I understood soccer, before I paid attention to soccer, I would watch a game and be like, um, looks like they're just kicking a ball around. Right. I mean, they're great athletes. They've got a great endurance. And then I started going to the boys' soccer games at our the school where I used to teach, and they had a really good team. And I knew the guys on the team. And so I just started to see the pattern and started to see the, the ways. Yeah. You could see the play unfold five kicks ahead. Right. Like they're in the backfield, and that's going to be trouble. They're likely to score at the other end because of what just happened down here on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. And then you'd see the teamwork, and that, that experience, even just as a fan, but I imagine even more so playing, that's that kind of same thing of I can now appreciate this harmony, whereas before it just looked like they're just kicking the ball around. 
So I, I think that even somebody yeah, so who then, thought that harmony, the, the musical harmony, is like, eh, whatever, if they got exposure to it and they got trained to listen for it, that they would still find I, it satisfying. I, I disagree. Okay. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Maybe. But, but let me explore this. Listeners, strap yourselves in. The, the thing that I disagree with is that I don't need to know anything about why that harmony I don't right. need to know anything about it in order to appreciate it, which is really different than what you were just talking about. Okay. That to a trained eye, a, 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 a soccer move or like watching watching a game or understanding strategy, right. then I've developed an appreciation of it. But like musical harmony hits me in this place that's like, I don't need to know a thing about how you're doing that or why it sounds good. Yeah, It's like, it's in my gut. It's just like, oh my God. Like I get it. It's immediate. Okay, so here's a question. Where, so, does, where does culture come into this, right? So we're used to our Western harmonies. Right. Or, you know, the Broadway harmonies that we hear, or Everly Brothers, or the yeah, Beatles, yeah, yeah. or these kinds of harmonies, or gospel harmonies. Right. You know, if you go to, whatever, Indonesia, right, and they're using a different scale, yeah, and you hear something, and well, like, like... You hear, like, Chinese opera, right? And you're which like, is, like, Woo! really different tones than oh, we're used yeah. to hearing. Uh, to those folks, their harmonies might sound, might have the same effect. Yeah, so maybe that maybe we've been unconsciously conditioned to like this kind, right. but it still doesn't take an, a, a conscious appreciation of how it's being made. Okay. Right? So I think that that still... Points still That holds. difference is still, is still there. Yeah. One of the things, one of my favorite things I've ever learned about harmony uh, in improv came from Joshua Raul Brody, the musical director at BATS. Mm -hmm. And he was leading a workshop, and he was talking about when we go to make harmonies and we sing a wrong note, what we think is a wrong note. Right. And we may have talked about this before, but go a little more depth here. When we sing a wrong note, we think, oh, that sounds wrong, and so we kind of hedge back from it or, like, try to slide up. slide up up to something that sounds more right. Sounds, Sounds a little more appealing. Yeah. And he said, you know, hey, don't do that. Whatever you're going to sing, sing it and hold it and give the rest of us, give our ears a chance to train in the new harmony and it will sound right after a while. Yeah, he says your ears will get bigger. Your ears will get bigger. They'll Let adjust. your ears get bigger, yeah. I love that notion. And so after he taught us that, we then played around with it like, all right, let's make some harmonies that we think sound terrible. But then you hold them and you've got other instrumentation happening around it or other word lyrics happening around it. Like, oh, kind of cool. Well, that's okay. And so it's not that immediately appealing so Lombard Street experiment kind of harmony. Right. So that is such an interesting element then because, I mean, it, it echoes so many things that we've talked about on the podcast, one of which being handling failure and your, your taxonomy of failure right. being that maybe it's not wrong at all. Maybe you think it's wrong and it's actually not wrong. You think you failed and actually you've not failed. You think that this isn't supposed to be happening in your story. But it is supposed to be happening yeah. in your story. Like, you just have to let your understanding get bigger to envelop it. Right. You've given the audience and the players a chance to develop a bigger a yeah. spaciousness around whatever yeah. and it then, is. And how powerful it is to then apply that to your own self. And, and something happens in your life that you're like, this isn't supposed to be how this is happening. And you can be like, well... What if I have a, a bigger understanding yeah. of my own story, which right. is like really hard to detach from your to detach your to detach your experience from your the idea of your story? Right. What if I let that sour note continue and hold? I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. here it is. It doesn't sound good. And uh. like maybe there's something in there that is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, it can be hard. 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 Yeah. It can be hard to that's, find that loss. That's rough. Yeah. Anyway, that's an interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting. That it doesn't sound like harmony yet, but you just haven't. You just haven't given your chance yourself a chance to see it as the beautiful thing that it is. Yeah. Or as the interesting thing that it is, or the value, valid, valuable right. thing that it is. Yeah. So I had another. Um, I'm enjoying this. I had another thought about harmony too which I'm not sure how it applies to improv or mindfulness, but maybe we'll figure that out. But so- Doubtful. We're, we're going to struggle. Uh, so you are having your birthday party coming up. Yes. And you're going to be doing some singing. Basically, you're a rock star for a night. Uh, well, that's the, that's the goal. That's, that's what the I, idea. That's what I think is going to happen. That, well, that was the, that's, the, that's the point. Yeah, because you, you have a great voice and you love to sing and you sing well. We're going to have a band behind us. Anchored by Joshua Robert Brody. That's right. Uh, and you've I'm basically asked, realizing my dream of being a rock star for one night. Yeah. So uh, it's Lisa Roland and the One Night Stand. The That's night the name stand. of the band. Yeah. And in that band, you've got a few backup singers of which I am one. That's right. And so Joshua gave us all parts to, to learn on our own. And so, uh, you know, in fine fashion, I really want to get my part right. So I worked on it by myself. And it's this part, you know, we're singing The Longest Time by Billy Joel. It's just this, you know, do, 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 ah, you know, all these separate things that I'm not hearing the whole song. I'm just hearing my part. And I loved the feeling of learning this thing, trying to get it down, trying to get it down, trying to get it down, and then coming into rehearsal, and there's Lisa, there's Joshua, there's two other guys, Joey and Kirk, and we put it together, and it snaps into place. And all of a sudden, this one part that I was singing that was just this little isolated thing, and right. I was like, Get the part that it plays in the entire... Oh, it's so great. Oh, it's incredible. It's so great. So that, that feeling of compartmentalized responsibility, look, take care of your piece of it. Yeah. And when it comes together with the rest of it, it makes this whole that it's just electric. Yeah. Just electric. And and then we you know we did uh, boys to men, uh, end, of, end the of the road, yeah. and that chorus it just it felt like we were, well it felt like we were boys to men. <laughs> what a luxurious feeling! That oh is. my gosh! Mm. Yeah, boys uh, to men. Where are they now? Boys to men. Boys to men. A B C B B D. That's right. Did they do poison? No, no, no. They were not. That's Bell Biv DeVoe. That's Bell Biv DeVoe. That girl is poison. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no. Boys to men were far, far okay. smoother yeah, than right. that. They were like, let me lay you down. <laughs> I'll make love to you. Right, right. So mm. Lisa has not given mm. up. Mm. Boys to men. The part of the song, End of the Road, where there's the spoken part of the, the guy. Bass, the bass, the bass voice, saying, spoken interlude. You know I've loved you for Hell no, I have not. I keep lobbying to try to get that part. She's not giving up. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it all. I am all four of the boys to men. I will play the parts of all four of those boys to men. Oh my gosh. So anyway, yeah. the the separate parts coming together, it's almost like, uh, this isn't a good analogy, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's almost like coming to Christmas, you're like, I've got a present. I don't know what it's going to be. Like, I've just taken care of my business and yeah. you know, put it on the table and then like, or like right. a puzzle. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what the puzzle's going to be. Puzzles, may I say... Puzzles, we should do. I you freaking want to do a whole love, podcast about puzzles. I, maybe we should do a podcast about a podcast about puzzles because I love puzzles. Uh-huh. Uh, 
And I, and I feel like there are so many beautiful life lessons in the jigsaw puzzle, like mm. so many wonderful life lessons. And I, I, I really love physically the experience of doing a puzzle. I feel it like it's calming. I love okay. the meditative nature of just like zooming in and only worrying about these pieces and where they fit and like putting things together. Love that. Bookmarked. But conceptually, I feel like it's very rich. Oh, it's very rich. It's There's a very lot rich there. topic. I think we could do that. The jigsaw puzzle. So let's let's pause. That would be a good holiday-themed podcast, maybe. Yeah. But okay. So coming back to harmony. The holiday puzzle. I, I like the puzzle idea. I'm with you. Great. I don't even want us to get started because I'm excited about it too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. <laughs> There's so many topics. Okay. There's so many topics. Harmony. Harmony. But so now here's a question for you. What the heck does harmony have to do with mindfulness? I have some ideas, but I'm gonna I'm inviting you to run with this bad boy first. Um let's see. I'll just three ways. I'll think out loud a little bit. I think that uh that idea of that you just described of like you're taking care of your piece of things mm-hmm. and then you'll figure out how it comes together in the in the big scheme of things, I think that there's a lot of that, there's a lot of kind of allowing yourself to stop worrying about a lot that you're not in control of and just kind of focus on how you move through the world. Mm. So the, right, yeah, so that your piece of the harmony is like, how do I want to show up in this world? And that's not exactly mindfulness, but I think that that, for me, that's a result of mindfulness. Like I want to use mindfulness to that end. Hmm. Of like becoming more aware and becoming more um, conscious about how I'm moving through the world and doing that in a way that is chosen and intentional. Right. So like refining your own part in the song. My own piece in the song. Yeah. Um, and then allowing myself to let the stuff that is not my piece in the song mm. to not to not own it to not to not own it in the good way and the bad way when it's not how I want it to be. Allowing myself to let go of it when it is not taking credit for it, like being delighted by it, by 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 what it is all on its own, not getting wrapped up in in it not being what I want it to be, mm-hmm. like allowing it to be what it is and knowing that I have have my piece of this. Hmm. That is what I have control over, and that is that's how I'm going to move through the world right. to make myself the best partner to whatever's coming at me. But I'm not in control of that stuff. Yeah, interesting. So you're not in control of what actually happens, although it's. I think you would be in control to some degree of who do you choose to partner with. Yeah, that's true. Right? So it's like, are you going to put yourself in alignment with people who are in harmony with you? Well, do you want to join a do you want to join a barbershop quartet or you want to be in a Motown trio? Nice. Or like a skull death metal band. <laughs> the harmonies on those are so nice. Yeah, they're just really tight. incredible. <laughs> if you, <laughs> it takes a very trained ear. But once you get it, my God, it's like a it's like a lullaby. Oh, it's like being in a cathedral chartre. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. So that's that's my first thought. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. There's a notion I have of, of, about we each, and you alluded to it earlier, that we, we're each singing our own song. You know, our, the way we live our lives, the things we care about, our values, our style, has, it has a musical quality to it, or it's like, it's like a song. And that part of the reason why I want to get myself clear through mindfulness and other practices and help other people get clear is, that, is to help us find the right people to be with. So it's like when I'm singing my song clearly, 
I am repelling in a good way those for whom I am not a foot for, fit for. Mm-hmm. I'm not a foot for. No, I'm not a fit for. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, nah, that's not my song. Nope. So the, the more clear and authentic, true to myself I can be, the more I, I help people self-select. And, you know, the people who are going to work well with me or are going to be attracted to me or going to like me or, or find what I do helpful to them, they kind of, their ear perks up as they hear it floating, my song floating on the wind through whatever They're channel. Like, That's the song that I want to say. Facebook, yeah. podcast, you know, however they get to it. Ooh, I want to go hang with that guy. And then we meet, and then I hear their song. It's like, harmony. There it is, right? And the ooh. So there's something about, as you were saying, getting to be a clear channel or vessel for our own way of being. Yeah. And that mindfulness can help us slough away the things that we've taken on or put on based on peer pressure, based on trying to appeal to some... Obligation or people-pleasing or whatever Right, so it's like, who am I, really? What's my thing? Let me sing that song and then pay attention to who shows up because I'm singing. And let me also listen clearly. Yeah. Who's around? Whose song am I drawn to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let me be drawn to it from my heart rather than my head or, you know... (laughs) <laughs> rather than my loins, or maybe some combination of the three. Yeah. You know, uh, I like that notion. I like that notion. I want to... The notion of singing your song and attracting... Yeah, yeah that the, the, the mindfulness can help you get clear about what's your, what's your truth. You yeah. So, but there's also a way I'm wondering about harmony, internal harmony, and mindfulness helping with that. And uh, there are some psychotherapies that talk about having different parts within us. Right. You know, we've got the different characters who need... Kind of like family systems. Family systems who need yeah. to be given voice. And when we give them voice, they can start to communicate with each other yeah. and find harmony. So what is... So maybe there's a part of me that's still the eight-year-old boy who's concerned about uh, the bully at school. Yeah. Right? And he needs to understand how the part of me that is the adult male who's been practicing mindfulness can help him get through that and honor his feelings without having to shut down, mm. but also to help him stay safe, mm-hmm. right? So those two can harmonize together and can be friends. Yeah. Or Which leads to a more, more harmonious kind of outward expression or right. what you do is in more harmony, more in harmony with how you want to be, right? Yeah. How you wish to be is aligned with how you are likely to be. Right. And so it's, it's kind of like a combo of what we've been saying that each of these parts inside us is singing its own song. Yeah. And then so can we use a mindfulness practice to discern, A, what are those parts? What are their songs? And then which match up? So, oh, hmm. There's a part of me that is afraid about money in my future. What part does that need to sing with? You know, who, who in me does that need to match up with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, something there in this notion of internal harmony that then leads to a kind of That's nice. external balance or presence that uh, is, again, about congruence. It's like, yeah, I'm at peace. Yeah. Internally, so the, the voice that's coming out, now I'm talking metaphorical voice, yeah. is pleasing. To those around. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you know? Do you know? I just want that Do one way of like thinking. That. Uh, yeah, that resonates strongly in mm. terms of internal internal harmony, kind of lining yourself up 
noticing what you have going on in there, what's driving you, what you want to be driving you, whether that's happening, just like taking stock internally and mm-hmm. then kind of sorting it sorting it all out in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a question. Another question for you. Yeah. Because you sing beautiful harmonies. Thank you. Yes. When I... If I'm ever doing a scene with you or if we're playing guitar or whatever and we're singing a song, I'm like, I'm confident you're going to come up with something that's going to sound great. How did you learn that? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I sang in, in choruses. Like, I grew up doing musical theater. And so I sang different parts you know, I sang in harmony mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I did, like, Madrigals was my senior year kind of concert choir. We were, like, the ones that traveled around wearing horrible dresses to do Christmas carols and old folks' homes and malls and things like that. The horrible dresses is oh, the key feature. I still have that horrible dress. Or maybe I just got rid of it. It was a great costume for a long time. Well, it wouldn't have still fit you. Oh, it was too big for me. I'm smaller than I am now than I was in high school. What? Yeah. I'm in better shape now than I was then. Okay. But it totally oh, you were that tall? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Okay, right. I feel like I stopped. Yeah. Okay. I think I might have gained an inch between high school and now. God rest ye merry gentlemen. There's the dress. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Anyway, okay. so, I, so, I, so I got training that way. And I'm sure that just kind of sunk in and like listening to music. But I, I never... Hmm. Was there ever a time where you felt bad at it? Oh, I still feel bad at it. Oh, interesting. There are still times that I feel. I mean, I feel like you know. I, I still feel like I can. I can. I can come up with something that sounds good, but like, but I want to come up with interesting or unexpected harmonies, and I don't know exactly how to do that. Okay. Or you know, so it's like there's there's pockets of it that I don't feel like I have access to. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember really. I feel like when I, as soon as I started improvising songs, I understood how to kind of sing different things that went with the harmony, the, the melody line. Yeah, interesting. That it was just kind of like a language I spoke. I also, however, always have had a great ear. So for languages, for dialects, okay. like I pick up language easy, I pick up dialects easy, I remember words, I remember words to songs. Like I'm orally quite attuned or something like yes. I, I, I that that information sticks okay yeah so I, I don't know if that's part of it it's interesting because I didn't used to be good at harmony I didn't really sing a whole bunch as a kid I've never was into like Broadway musicals I mean I we listened to a ton of music growing up but I didn't know about harmony theoretically and it, I had always wanted to play an instrument but never did it wasn't until I was I was 21, and I worked at a summer camp, and I was so frustrated that I couldn't play guitar because all the, the, all the guys on the staff were, this was, camp was so great. It was Farm and Wilderness in, in Vermont. And all of the guys were attractive, kind, friendly, good-looking, musical, and they could all play guitar. Except me. And you wanted to be them. And I w- totally wanted to be them. And I was the youngest guy on Guitar the playing is an attractive quality. Oh, my gosh. It's like an attractive so great. quality. Yeah. And they would get together and just play and sing and play and sing. And all the kids would gather around. And everybody's having a great time. I was having a great time. But I think, I want to be like them. And I thought, you know what? Okay. Screw this. If I can't play guitar, I am going to make my voice an instrument. Hmm. I'm going to... 
I'm going to learn how to use my voice better so I can take part in this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I started that summer, but then that whole year when I came back to school, it was like, let me get my hands on every harmony singing I can get my hands on. So I just was like, that was just when the Indigo Girls had just come out. Like, oh, I'm just yeah. going to listen to the Indigo Girls over and over and over. Great and over. thing to practice on. Yeah. I'm going to get John Denver. I'm going to get gospel music. I'm going to, and just try to find Peter Paul and Mary. Peter Paul and Mary. Beautiful. Give harmonies. me the ba- Everly Brothers. Give me the basics and let me just try to find it and hold it and see if I can. It was so helpful. Yeah. And eventually, a couple years later, I actually started learning to play guitar. So that helped. And then a few years after that, when I came back to graduate school, I uh, joined an acapella group, which Mm -hmm. I had wanted to do when I was an undergrad, but I was like, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. And I felt like they gifted me with this opportunity to be in the group. And I started to now, I was like, oh, now I can hear the bass line because I'm singing bass all the time. Yeah. And after that, I could find a bass line to to songs. Like, Mm -hmm. oh. I can provide a low harmony here. Yeah. And so it was it was a conscious choice of I'm going to find this, I want to build this skill. And then now, you know, with some years of feeling like I do it, like I could do it and some years of feeling like I couldn't going back and forth. Now with the benefit of improv, I'm like, you know what? The only way you're going to get better at this is to let yourself fail. Find a bad harmony. So even letting Joshua's theory go of mm-hmm. hold the note until it becomes, till you, no, no, I don't like this harmony. But I'm going to let myself experiment until I find the right one. Mm-hmm. And so now my experiments are more likely to be successful. Because you're doing more of them. Because I'm doing more of them. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, boil, like, ah, nope, that's not it. Eh, you, oh, there it is, there it is, that's the right one. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that sounds cool. Yeah. And sometimes it's more creative than I would have found otherwise because yeah. I'm willing to go just far afield. It. Do you do that just with, like, songs that you hear on the radio or yep. songs you play whenever? I almost am always, when I'm listening to songs now, trying to find a harmony. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm singing the harmony that's there. Yeah. But it's especially thrilling if... You know, let's say I'm listening to uh, Brandy Carlisle, yeah. and she's singing, and there are already two harmonies. Can I find another one uh, to go with it that adds something else? That's cool. Totally thrilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but so then here's the next step to this question yeah. of like, were you naturally good at this? Do you think the same is true about metaphorical harmony of like you're building connections with other people or getting along with other people or sort of finding a smooth way to interact with other people. Do I think that's it? Do I think what do I think what is true about that? That you could work on it and get better at it? That you are similarly you were in the same way that you were saying you were aurally gifted. <laughs> it's like a, it's important it's distinction. An important distinction. It's yeah. an important distinction. And this is not like an I'm not talking like you're aurally gifted. No, just aurally gifted. Aurally gifted. Not yeah. Um, we can move on. We get it. We get it. We get what we're talking about. We don't have to. We don't have to spell it out for people. Does anybody need this to be spelled out? Because if you do. Okay, moving on. Um, in any case. Do I feel like I worked on that, or that it just was like? Do I personally feel like, or is this kind yeah, of yeah that you worked question? on getting along with other people and and finding harmonic relationships? So this is an interesting question. I I want to say that. So, well, this is we're we're peeling back some layers of the onion here, but mm. so on, there's a per, system of personality types called the Enneagram. Okay. And in the Enneagram, I am a nine, 
there are nine personality types. Okay. This is not like, well, anyway. And a nine is what is called a, a peacemaker. Peacemaker. Um, or a mediator. And nines, their strength is to get along with people. Harmonizing. Yeah. Mm. And so, it, you know, there's, all, there's like a good side to that and a bad side to that. Right. As with, every, with, with all of the types, right? Um, conflict avoidant? Generally conflict avoidant. Okay. Um, and the, the way, the, because it's deeply threatening, right? So the idea is that nines realize that their, their survival in some way depended upon being easygoing. Smoothing. A lot of times younger children are nines. Like okay. there's a higher, you know, which makes sense because it's like there's already so much going on in this family that I got born into that it's like uh, my best way to kind of make it through this is to not need too much, yep. you know, to kind of like be cool with whatever's going on. So, so, so I'm a nine and, um, <laughs> Listeners, if you want to know more about the Enneagram, you can go. You can write me and ask me. I'll send you a book about it. Uh, it's it's been really really great for me as a as a lens through which uh, to look at my own behavior, sure. so that I can tell when I'm just reacting because 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 of it's 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 not a system that is most helpfully used to excuse behavior, but mm-hmm. it is great to shed light on behavior. It's like oh well, that's just how I am. I'm a nine. It's like no 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 no. Uh, this is limiting you. Your nineness is limiting you here. Recognize the strength that it gives you. Recognize when it does not help you out. And one of the things that one of the the kind of dark sides is that nine spend so much time figuring out what other people need them to be that they that sometimes lose sight of of who they are. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's really easy to merge with what, what other people want, and sometimes it can be difficult to like boil that down and be like, well, what do, what do I want? Mm. And sometimes it's like a really hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's actually a really hard question to answer. Um, so harmony, interpersonally, is like more my native language okay. than melody. Yeah. I'm like a little bit better at being like, I can sing along with you, or I can sing along with you, or I can sing along with you. I can help. I can be the thing you want. I can be the thing you want. I can be the thing you want. And then when it's like, okay, yeah, but aside from what everybody else wants, what do you want? It's like a blank sheet of paper. I'm like, what do you mean aside from what everybody wants? Like, that's a really hard question to answer. Do you find that same thing on the stage? Oh, yeah. I had to work hard to become less of a passenger. Okay. Yeah, I had to be very conscious about making bold choices. I'm still working on that. Like I could be the lead or I can be the the story can be revolving around me. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? I'm talking about like I can I can ride along in a scene and and make that scene better. Mm-hmm. Much more easily than I can kind of make a strong hit for what's happening in the story or make a bold narrative call or kind of take the the scene and be like, it's this thing has happened and we're moving in that direction now. Like I had to work hard to be able to do that. To develop that. I'm still, that's still kind of on my list. Hmm. I actually had a, a workout not long ago where I was like, had an idea, but I was like, I don't know, maybe that's too much. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't. And then I was like, oh, Lisa, you're in a workout. Just do it. And you can talk about it later if it's, if it's too much. And I did it. And then at the end of the, at the end of the, that particular run, or, you know, I think we were running the first act of a three act stage play. And I was like, you guys, was that too much? Like, was that too heavy handed? And they were like, oh my God, no, I loved it. This was great. And so I was like, oh, Good, good input. <laughs> like you can make strong calls more often, but so I, that has been mirrored in my play. Right. Yeah, no, I'm fascinated about the, you know, this conversation we've been talking about the things we love about harmony. It's got this instinctive juice to it, and it feels great. And oh my God, I feel like I'm 
connected to the universe and what's the shadow side of it, right? Yeah. With every thing. It's like, so yeah, am I in the effort to create harmony? Am I giving up on something in myself? Am I yeah. you know, subsuming? But like, are there times just to sing a solo, right? Are right. there times that like, you just gotta go do your thing, like sing your song. And then there's times when it is really great for you to figure out how you can sing with other people. And like, there's sometimes where discord actually is better. Is really important. Yeah. Totally. And I think, I don't think that harmony naturally comes to me. I think that I'm more naturally focused on my own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, if you happen to line up with me, great. Yeah, come along for the ride. But right? This not, is where I'm going. Yeah, I'm not going to shift myself. Yeah. Uh, and that I've had to learn how to do that and to, to be more generous. And I like now the part of me, the when I am able to do that. And yet I also am not somebody who wants to fight. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of energy fighting. And so I don't think discord is my home either. But um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting notion. I, I think it's kind of I'm doing the same thing in my way of relating to people in the world that I was doing with the music that I listened to. Yeah, uh, is like practicing. let me just experiment something. I'm gonna let get me, better at this. Let me try opposing this person. Yeah, and see what happens. Right. Or let me try changing what I believe, like, like putting what I believe to the side or at the bottom and I'm just going to go along with what they have to say yeah. to make this work better yeah. and then see how that ha how that feels. Right. And I'm not sure it's, yeah, it's always an experiment now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so two things. I once heard a phrase that said you can be right or you can be happy, hmm. which I don't think is always true, but I think it's like kind of a cool, it's like, oh, right. Like you can be really attached to being right. It might not make you any happier, but you'll be right. right. Way to go, you know. Um, and I, I feel like I, yeah. I understand the sentiment of that. Yeah, I bristle at it. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm happy when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that simple. Because you know. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, I, it's interesting. Anyway, so there was that one thing. Um, the second thing, like, because I feel like there are times I there are often times when I'm like. I know that I'm right, and I know that you're not right. I'm just going to let this go because I don't want this to be an issue right now. Yes. Like, I'm singing harmony. Right. I'm singing harmony right now. Mm -hmm. You can be right or you can be happy. It's like, I don't want to live in discord, and I don't think I'm going to change your mind, and I don't care that much. Right. So you take this. <laughs> but a couple times, I'm trying to think of a specific, but I remember, I can remember in our friendship a couple yeah. times where you've done that. Like, I saw that you did that. I'm like, okay. okay. She, she just let go, and it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to take it for now. I'll go with it. The response is probably something like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah great, yeah, we'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I, I hope I've been generous that way too. Sometimes. Oh God! Oh my God! For sure, for sure. Yeah. But I, but I, I, that's a that's a, f a familiar feeling, I guess, for me, which is an interesting thing for me to look at. Like that's something that I experiment with. Is like, what if I hold on to this a little bit more? And we've, I've actually experimented with that with you. Hmm. Right when we've had different tastes about things, and I re recognize that I am more easygoing with some of these details, and that means that generally you'll get what you want mm -hmm. because I could go either way, and that like is that really fair? You know, like because I have a wider range of things that I'm willing to do, that you get your number one choice all the time, right? And I remember bringing that up, being like, mm -hmm. I don't know that this is fair. Like I do have preferences. 
they're not as strong maybe in this I, I will be issue. less unhappy if I don't get them than right. I sense you will be if right. you don't get your preference. But like, is there a way that I could still get my preference yeah. sometimes, you know? Um, which is cool to have a place where I can experiment with being like, actually, mm. I'm not going to sing harmony right now. Like, right. I, I'm going to raise my voice a little bit and you can see if you can sing harmony, you know? Yeah. And hopefully I was generous in response. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so the second thing that I was going to say is that that I I think that there are so many things that are that are powerfully and positively affected by this uh, spirit of experimentation, mm-hmm. and that collaborate. This is the most recent thing that I've come to is that is that connection is a thing that can be practiced, and collaboration is a thing that can be practiced. It doesn't just happen. It's a skill. Connection is a yes. skill. And then I think that we often think it's like an accident of chemistry. It's like, I just really connect with this person. I don't really connect with that person. And there, of course, will be people that you connect more easily right. with than others. For a number of reasons. For a number of reasons. But it doesn't mean that it's not a practicable skill. Sure. That you can't get better at doing that. Love it. Because, you know, there are people in the world that it's easier to connect to than others. And they probably, like, some people have an easier time connecting with everybody, mm-hmm. you know? So what are they doing differently? Like, the, and this is how I look at improvisers, when I'm like, God, this improviser is so good. What are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing? Oh, he always comes in with momentum. Or she's, she's really emotional, and I love, and that really makes th- things go, go far. So next scene I'm in, I'm going to try to be more emotional or more positive or more specific or whatever yeah. it is. Great. And it's like exper- like experiment. You can experiment with relationships. You can experiment with your approach in the world. You can experiment with the way you move through things. And I, it's because experiments are lighthearted, mm-hmm. right? Investigations. So they're investigations. Curiosity, like yeah. you don't have to make a commitment of like, okay, I'm going to do this from now on. It's like, well, what happens if I do this in the next hour? Right. And if we can be curious and kind in doing that, then all of a sudden new ranges of possibility open up. Yeah. I love what you're saying here because I feel like it's it's pulling us around to a nice conclusion point. Is it that time? We're getting there, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, that harmony is a practicable skill and that connection, intention to connect, intention to fit in with a shared purpose or a shared quality of output or quality of interaction. Quality of interaction is a, is a goal. And you say, okay, well, what do I need to do to, to get good at that? And both improvisation and mindfulness practice are explicit practices for learning how to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I come on stage and I'm going to listen really carefully and I'm going to let go of my idea and fit in with what this other person's ideas are. And I'm gonna contribute, I have to have my own voice, but I'm gonna, you know. And then the same thing with a mindful, like for example, mindful listening practice, I'm gonna give you space to do your thing. That creates a connection and hopefully you're gonna do the same for me. And now we've got this joined interest, this joined respect and understanding and curiosity that they're both mindfulness and improv are practice grounds for being able to sing harmony literally or metaphorically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And scene. We wanted to include, or at least we try, we're gonna try this. We don't know if it's gonna work. We wanted to include an experience of harmony. And so we're gonna sing a song that we both learned when we were younger, 
Did you learn it at camp? Yes. I think I did too. Or maybe I learned it from yeah, my family. Yeah, I learned it at camp. Called Dona Nobis Pachem. And uh, do you know what it means? Give us peace. Give us peace. Okay, great. Give us peace. Pachem. So we're going to sing the three parts together in unison, and then you'll see it break up, and so we'll just go that way. Yeah. Okay. Dona Nobis Pachem Pachem Dona nobis pacem, dona nobis pacem, dona nobis pacem, dona nobis pacem, dona nobis pacem. Dona nobis pacem pacem, dona nobis pacem, dona nobis pacem pacem, dona nobis pacem, dona. Dona nobis pacem. Dona nobis pacem. Dona nobis pacem. We'll see how that sounded. We'll see how that sounded. I'm sure there are a few sour notes in there. That felt good. And a few lovely notes in I there. I love that song. <sighs> and you could just imagine if there was a third person, so all three rounds are going, at the, all three verses are going at the same time. Oh, my God. We could, we, could, we could record that track back in. We actually could. Oh, my God. Insert editor's note here. We actually did that. Stick around past the closing music to get a listen. Now back to the original. You would like totally layer it with like five or six voices. That would actually be really fun. <laughs> For another time! All right, folks. Uh, there it was. Harmony as... Harmony viewed through the lens of a curious romp through the worlds of mindfulness and improvisation. In the can. In the can. It's harmony in a can. If you stuck your head inside of a barrel <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> and sung with two other people or one <laughs> other people, and you sang really well so that the voices blended in that can, harmony's mm -hmm. in the can. Boom. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, we didn't talk about how different spaces affect harmony. Mm. Like, I love singing in a stairwell. Well, we should do another episode on space. You mean like an international space station? I, that could be one of the spaces we discuss. Oh, okay, yeah, right. How space, space affects how space affects all of it. Like what this, like the Love space. It. Yeah, but so <laughs> in any case, this mindfulness podcast, mindfulness and improvisation podcast. Okay, so podcast, that's now we know we got to do a puzzle one and a space one. Puzzle space. Yeah. Boom. The hits just keep coming. <laughs> As they say. Uh, so thanks for listening to to, to us, everybody. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you found some harmonic resonance. Yeah, hope it resonated with you. Hope it struck a chord. <laughs> um, what's the business? 
What's the business? Let's get down to business. Hey, if you want to write and tell us about your experience of Harmony or how you learned or how you didn't learn or you're still like wondering what the heck are you guys talking about? We really like to hear from you. Info at monsterbabypodcast.com. Dot com. The other thing is that if you like this and you think that somebody else might like it, please send it along. We would love for you to share this with people so we can we can reach more folks. It's, it's fun and exciting for us. Trying to spread the word. Yeah. Yeah, we can reach more folks and then they can reach us. And we get a whole mutuality thing going. Yes, it's a loop. It's it's a loop. So um, so that's number one. That's how you contact us. Please share the podcast if you like it. Um, and then the next thing is that if you want to come play with us, we want to remind you that our next retreat is in June mm-hmm. in Maine, on the coast of Maine, June 9 to 14. That's correct. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. So we hope you'll come and share it with us. And uh, you can find information at monsterbabypodcast.com. Uh, look for the Monster Baby Retreat. Yeah. It's a Monster and Baby Retreat. It's called Monster Baby Live. Uh, great fun. Great yeah. fun. So, as always, thank you so much for listening. We're delighted you're with us. And we're going to see you next time. Okay. For ciao, puzzles, ciao. For puzzles or space. Or, or something else. Who knows? Yeah, it could be anything. So many possibilities. All right. We love you. Bye. Dona nobis pacem pacem. Dona nobis pacem. Dona nobis pacem. Dona nobis pacem. Dona Don't I